and good afternoon. I'm your host today, Avner Belsky, and I'm representing Fantasy Prospects. If you like the podcast, follow this podcast on Spotify and check out our website at fantasyprospects.com. I have a very special guest with us today. Today, I will be interviewing Curtis Washington, who is a professional basketball player, standing at 6 feet 10 inches, and he plays center and power forward. Curtis is a former Georgia State basketball player who tied the Georgia State basketball record for most blocks in one game, former G League player, international and overseas star player, and Guam international team star player. Also, Curtis taught at a TSF camp, which is an organization that teaches youth basketball, and that's where I had the pleasure of meeting Curtis. Curtis, I couldn't be more excited to interview you today. Okay, so let's start. The first question is, how is basketball overseas different from basketball in the U.S.? Ah, basketball overseas. Um, It is very different from basketball in the U.S. Um, You know, we've grown up here. We're very comfortable here. And you're going to a foreign country. So it's really, it's, it's different, but in a good way. So you get to go to a different country and, uh, yeah. you know, adapt to their cultures, their food. Um, sometimes it can be a little difficult with the language barrier, depending on where you're going. But um, it's really cool to be able to experience another culture and be able to play a sport there because basketball links everyone together. Yeah, is a different style. Is there a different style of play? Like, is it more rough, intense, or do you think it's more gentle or about the same? Um, it depending on where you play, uh, the leagues are a little different. So, a lot I know in Europe, it's very team oriented. Um, a lot less, you know, people scoring thirty a game. You know, the high yeah. score will be more like if they score twenty, they're you know they they had a, a good game. Um, in other parts of the world, like in Australia, it's really tough. Like it's very it's physical. Um, they're not calling little touch fouls. Uh, you really have to earn your buckets over there. Yeah, I did some research on that, and yeah, it seems pretty tough. Um, wh- what's been like the most physical experience for you, like basketball wise? Um, the most physical experience I have two different ways to look at it when I was in Australia it I had to really get used to the physicality but I kind of liked it because you know they're not calling cheap fouls so I'm able to actually get a lot of blocks and um you really have to earn your earn your uh your baskets so on the block um I like I like physicality so I was able to embrace it and, and you know cater my game around it and then in Asia it's a little different you'll be getting the players are typically a little smaller, but really fast. So the the game is, is it's, it's moving really, really, really fast. And (laughs) because I'm so big over there, you can usually have like two or three Americans on a team, sometimes just one. Um, Sometimes when I get the ball, most of the time in Asia, I'll get double, triple teamed every time and try and finish through that contact. And the refs, a lot of times don't give you, fouls because you're so much bigger than them which is wrong but i get it (laughs) (laughs) so it it can be tough sometimes nice nice well thank you okay the second question is what has been your favorite basketball experience during your whole career Ooh, that's a good question um i have a lot of really dope and awesome experiences um 
My favorite is actually recent though. So we did, I represent Guam in the, in the, you know, for the Olympics, FIBA World Cup and all that. And we faced um, New Zealand in the FIBA World Cup Asia qualifiers. And that was, I don't know how many months ago, but um, I got to fly out to Guam and we hosted them on the island. And FIBA was there. Everyone was there. It was a packed That's incredible. House. And it was it was really an amazing experience to have, you know, to be able to represent, you know, a country or an island or, or you know, a nation. And it was it was really cool. Uh, a lot of energy. Uh, I got to see the haka. I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what that is with New Zealand. They do no, like. Can a, you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, definitely. They do like a. Uh, it's a, like a war dance, like oh, before really? before their their games. They do it in every sport they do for World Cup, and it's kind of to intimidate the uh, the other team. And it's part of their culture, so they did that. And we, we played a hard. Of, is that kind of like the Duke basketball team? How they slap the floor to intimidate their opponents? <laughs> a little something like that, but it's a little it's 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 a little scarier than that. They're like really yeah, like actually like yelling and, and doing all that. Um, wow! But we had a we had a really good game. Uh, we ended up losing, but we we fought hard. And well, being good. able to interact with all the fans and the kids after that was just amazing. That must have felt awesome. All right. So next question: How has COVID nineteen, the pandemic, affected your training and playing abilities? Oh, that's a that's a good one too. Um, so as we all know, things have not been our normal so it's not like I can just wake up and go to the gym and get my workouts in and stuff so I was very 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 fortunate um, to be in a situation that I was for this pandemic and one of my best friends is on the Hawks his name's really? Dwayne. his name's Dwayne Dedman and we I were think we all know him oh yeah we were teammates at um, USC together and um, the Hawks uh, set up a home gym for all their players. So they gave them a bunch of equipment and then they gave them all intensive workouts and FaceTimed him every morning. And I was able to go over to his house and we were, we we're basically the only people we saw because we we're social distancing. But we were able yeah. to uh, work out every morning together. So I was That's able awesome. to stay in shape and stay, you know, solid. So that was really, really a, a blessing um, to have really a, such cool. a good friend. That's really cool. Okay, so I know your passion is basketball, but is there anything else besides basketball that you're you're really passionate about or you love? Ooh, Avner, you got some good questions, boy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. I, you know, I love basketball, first and foremost. Um, it has allowed me to, to travel the world and interact with so many different people and cultures and to shed love and, and a light, you know, on different people. And I basically use basketball as my tool to do that. And uh, yeah. my, my, I have two other passions. Uh, one of them, as you know, is working with children. I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, I know that's what I'm put on this earth to do is to, you know, make a difference in the youth of our world. 
and I, I can't wait to, you know, continue doing that. And so awesome. My, my other passion that is in the past few years, you know, is acting. I had no idea that I loved it so much. And I, I just, when I get behind the camera, I just, I, there's no feeling like it. And that's so cool. That's actually what I want to do full time is acting and then working with with kids. Um, that's amazing. After basketball, what's have what's been your um, favorite like um, role you've played? My favorite role I've played is uh, no one's seen it yet because it hasn't come out yet. Um, but it was for a TV show. It's a BET pilot that is hopefully soon to come out and get picked up. So yeah. it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's it's just really cool because you get to you know take take on someone else's personality and become them, and then after they say cut, you go back to being you. So it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's re- that, that sounds really fun. Um, so. Now, this is a question that I'm sure many young people are wondering um, how you got to this elite level. So how did you train when you were a kid? And like, what did you do to work up to this elite level of playing? Like, what was it hard? Like, what kind of training did you have to do? Ah, okay. Um, So as actually as a kid, (laughs) I loved football. Um, really? Yeah, I was a big time football uh, player. I was a really good wide receiver and tight end. And I was kind of taller than everybody, you know, in elementary and middle school. But I yeah. wasn't like super tall like I am now. And um, I think from eighth grade to ninth grade, I grew from like five, nine or five, ten to like six, four. And wow, that's I, crazy. Yeah, and I was so skinny and uncoordinated. I had big old feet. And <laughs> my mom, uh, she 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 didn't want me to play football anymore. She was scared I was gonna get hurt. And I'm glad I'm glad she stopped me because yeah. I was I was pretty goofy. And um <laughs> so that's when I actually started playing basketball seriously. And um yeah, my dad would have me you know, he, t- he taught me at a, a young, young age that anything you want to be good at, you know, because I played the drums, I played football, I played a bunch of sports, I, I drew, I did art. Um, he said, right. you have to put time into it uh, in order to get better. Yeah. That's and you have to, uh, so he had me out, outside. He's like, you know, I'm not going to make you do it. But, you know, I wanted to be I wanted to be good. I, I was very competitive. As I'm sure, as I know you are, I've seen it. Yes, I'm very competitive. <laughs> I've witnessed it firsthand, um, <laughs> and uh, so I just I just kept working and working and working. And I'm a firm believer of whatever your faith is, and you know everyone's different. Um, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, just have faith and really, really believe in whatever it is you believe in, and um, work hard. It's a great lesson right there. Um, so how has being an athlete made you like a better person or made your life better or filled you with greater memories? Um, well, that yeah, that's a good question. That kind of goes in with, um, you know, favorite basketball experiences. Uh, traveling, being able to 
tra- well, even before traveling, um, basketball in general, it teaches you how to work with others and how to be a better teammate, how to think of others, how to problem solve, how to, how to, you know, figure things out together. Um, it's not a, by yeah. any means, a, a solo sport where you can just go win by yourself. Um, regardless of what LeBron's done in the past. <laughs> um, yeah. He's just, a, he's just a freak of nature. Yeah. Yeah. He's the exception um, now, but even he had help. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where like, there's nothing like, and you've experienced this. There's nothing like being on a team with your friends and that becomes yeah. family and you guys are winning together, losing together, traveling together, crying together, laughing together. All that stuff is really, really a cool experience that, you can't fully explain until you've, you know, felt it. Until you've, yeah, witnessed it, and, yeah. And with with traveling, um, I think it's made me a better person just because of the amount of lives I've been able to change and, and bring bring love to. And then also them opening my eyes and, and, and allowing me to see different cultures and not have you know, wrong perceptions of cultures and stuff like that. And for me to realize that there are awesome people everywhere in the world, like really, really, really amazing people. And the game of basketball brings, brings all that together because I don't care if you don't speak the same language, you've never seen the same things in the world, been to the same place. You put a basketball in someone's hands and they're immediately able to connect. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so the next question is, what's your favorite kind of music or song to listen to to pump yourself up before a game to get yourself ready in that game state of mind? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so I actually do a combo. Um, okay. I listen to, I listen to rap and like okay. upbeat music and artists that I like, like Travis Scott, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Drake, um, and then I also listen to Christian music that's very nice. uplifting and, you know, it's a positive message. And I kind of combo those two together and it gets me in the right um, mindset um, and ready to go to war. That's awesome. Um, so we have two questions left. The, so the next one is, do you think a positive attitude and a positive state of mind is key to, to key to winning? I think it is one hundred percent a key to winning. Um, we've all been on those teams where there's this one player that's just always negative, and always just pessimistic, and and not. Yeah. He's just sucking the energy out of everyone in the locker room and on the team, and I, that is the worst thing you can be for a team. I think everyone needs to have. I don't care if the the opposing team is eight feet tall, all of them. You have to be be ready and willing to fight and play as hard as you can to win. Um, yeah. And not worry about you know the circumstances. Just go give it your all and and have a positive outlook on it. Because if if not, if you're all negative before, then you're already defeated. You've already lost. Yeah, and that's really important. Um, do you mind giving us an example of when you think like your positive state of mind has benefited your team or has resulted in a win? 
that was crucial? Yeah, I, I can give you both actually, um, of a positive and negative. Uh, I'll go negative first since it's worse. Okay. <laughs> so um, <laughs> very early in in my career, I had a um, I was overseas and I had a, I had a bad habit. Sometimes, not not too often, but sometimes I would um, have really bad body language when things weren't going my way and, and kind of put my head down and just and just kind of get out of it. And I noticed that my my team was, you know, they look up to me because I was the captain of the team, and, and uh, they were following what I did. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, a coach came to me, and he, he had a long talk with me, and he was like, you know, you're you're a very positive person, and you really inspire people. But when you when you don't do that, and when it's the opposite, everyone follows you, and it's not good. So that really opened my eyes to that, and and since then I've I've had such a conscious effort to just that's awesome. you know even if even if things aren't going my way I may miss my first five ten shots um I'm just encouraging yeah. and staying positive and the next one's going in and I'm not gonna allow my energy to be negative and then take away from everyone else's energy because then that's what we call an energy vampire. They just have yeah, energy they're... from everybody. Yeah, and I think we can both agree. If there's even one player on the team that's being negative or showing that they, like, don't believe that we have a chance, it just, like, sets the mood for everyone else, and they're not giving it their all. Yep, exactly. So the final question is, we'll end off on kind of a fun note. So who was your sports idol or hero who motivated you when you were younger to get to, I guess, this level, level or play football or whatever, whatever sports idol inspired you? Ooh, well, there's only one answer for this for me. My sport, right. I'll say hero. I won't say idol, I'll say hero. My sports okay. hero since I was very young, um, He's on my wall. He's I got posters, fat heads. Like when I go to my mom's house growing up, where I grew up, there's a bunch of like yeah. posters, and it's LeBron James, the King. That that that's an awesome one right and, there. He he's just awesome. Yeah, that's just the, the perfect word for him. Is awesome. Um, in 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 my big thing is he's able to affect so many lives off the court, as well as on the court. And um, yeah, he just does so much for kids, does so much for communities. And I really, uh, really, really admire him. And he was a big, uh, a big part of me wanting to even be a pro basketball player. So, yeah, that's a great that's a great sports hero. I'm guilty, too. I have uh, some posters in my room, too. So you're not the only one. Of LeBron? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually know, right? do have another question for you too. What kind of music okay. do you listen to before a game? For me, so I'm kind of a throwback kid. So I love rap, but I listen to like older older rap like Eminem, Dre, Snoop Dogg, okay. like older people. Yeah, so I'm like that, but I also do like the occasional like new newer rap like Drake. Travis Scott, like those people, they have they have really good they have really good albums too. So I I just like getting myself revved up for a ga- for these games and 
that like state of mind that I'm like kind of angry, but I want to get like, I want to do my best. Yeah. So, yeah. You want to, you want to get riled up. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So, you got good taste. I, I can thank your parents for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, no, thank, yeah, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. And, um, this was Curtis Washington. Thank, so. thank you so much. God bless you all. And I hope to see you soon, Av, when all this clears up.